Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know... Fascinating watching TV, listening to radio, how people so dispassionately are able to tell the president what he should have done and what he shouldn't have done. A man who was innocent from day one of any allegation of collusion or collaboration or conspiracy with the Russians. The whole idea is so absurd and preposterous. Put yourself in his shoes. See how dispassionate you would be. See if you'd go to lunch with your friends and your staff and just act as if nothing's happening. You're accused of being a spy, a sellout, all kinds of awful things. And you're supposed to just, just listen to your lawyers, just let it go. Things are out of hand, but you have no control of it. Just because you're president of the United States, you shouldn't defend yourself, you shouldn't speak out, you shouldn't be emotional. Now, this is absurd. This is absurd. The president of the United States is a human being. He's flesh and blood. We would all be quite passionate if we were accused of the things that he was accused of. Even worse, he wasn't just accused of them. But he's under investigation for things he never did. He's under investigation by the Intelligence Committee of both houses. He's under investigation by prosecutors. And then as time goes on, he learns, as we all do, that the senior level of the FBI had spies in his campaign. That the senior level of the FBI sought and secured a warrant for a counter-espionage investigation of Carter Page, which was a backdoor way of getting to Trump and his campaign. He learns that that warrant is based on opposition research funded by the Hillary Clinton and Democrat National Committee campaigns. And he's just supposed to be dispassionate. You know, I'll just listen to my lawyers and keep it all inside. I won't fight back. I won't talk to my friends. I won't do all these things. And then we're told, thanks to his staff and thanks to his friends, he didn't commit a felony. This is pretty damn outrageous. Pretty damn outrageous. There are way too many people in TV and radio land who want to have one foot on one side of the rail and one foot on the other side of the rail. While we have a president of the United States who they seek to destroy and remove from office, who's done nothing, nothing that deserved a criminal investigation or certainly impeachment. 
that he's up against odious, diabolical, political leftists in and out of the media. This isn't time to pretend that we're above it all and we can analyze it as cold fish. We talk about this. We wonder how this man each and every day can get up and deal with this. Maybe those analysts out there, I'm talking about so-called conservatives, who think the president overreacts and so forth. I wonder how they would act if their children were threatened with indictment, if their children were dragged before a grand jury under phony pretenses. I wonder how they would act if day in and day out they and you are accused of the most outrageous things in newspapers, on television, and on radio. I don't think they'd be so cool. Do you? The President of the United States wasn't saved by his staff and his friends. The President of the United States didn't do anything. The headline here is, No Collusion. Why is everybody ignoring the real headline? No collusion. We all knew there was no collusion. Any objective human being knew there was no collusion. But it was just a few weeks ago that McCabe, the former deputy director of the FBI, was on 60 Minutes talking about how he got together and they were concerned with the firing of Comey, that the president was going to interfere with the Russia investigation and he was mentally unstable and they were talking about the 25th Amendment and his, his uh, ties to Russia. There were no ties to Russia. He's not mentally unstable. There was no 25th Amendment issue. All of a sudden, that's broomed. All of a sudden, that never happened. Why in the world did the FBI suspect that candidate Trump was in cahoots with Vladimir Putin? On what basis? They had no basis whatsoever. His words? If you're secretly colluding with Vladimir Putin and the Russians, would you say it publicly? Would you say it during campaign events? This was the Hillary campaign, the DNC, and the Obama administration. Either overtly or otherwise. Created this scam and pursued this scam. Criminalized this scam. And they're still at it. This is a 400-page report, two volumes. I'm not going to sit here and read it to you. What is it, the Bible? What is Muller Moses? He come down from uh, Mount Sinai? It's a crap report. Volume 2 has almost no redactions. You want to know why Volume 2 has almost no redactions? The obstruction volume. Because it's all crap. It's not based on serious prosecutorial examination and investigation. It's one long New York Times op-ed. Filled with this one said this and this one said that. And when he sat over here, he looked over there. And you know what he told Christie and, 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 and this. Who cares? All the, the misapplication a process, the misapplication of logic here. You have a prosecutor who was out to get the President of the United States, and he couldn't. No collusion, which means 
the basis for the entire scam has been exposed. There need not have been a special counsel. There need not have been FISA warrants. There need not have been spies in the Trump campaign. For nearly three years, the media, on and on and on about collusion, you had so-called reporters, so-called anchormen and women, so-called former federal prosecutors, so-called legal analysts, a conga line going on and on. We have real evidence, ladies and gentlemen, of collusion. And I'd be surprised if the president is indicted. I'd be surprised if he's not indicted secretly and it's under seal and they told the statute of limitations and when he leaves, they go for him. We heard it all. All of it. All BS from top to bottom, from left to right. And now, volume one, dealing with collusion, nobody even talks about. Oh, no collusion. Now, let's get to obstruction. Well, I've looked very closely at volume two. Ten issues. Ten issues where the prosecutor goes back and forth. These are ten issues that should be no surprise to any of you. They've been in the public square for a long, long time. They're not obstruction. They're not obstruction. The prosecutor says in his report, and I paraphrase, look, look, the fact is that we could have subpoenaed the president to appear before the grand jury, and we believe we would have won. But look, we were near the end of the investigation. We had pretty much all the information we needed, so we didn't want to prolong it. Now think about that. Think about that. That is a confession. Of what, Mark? That is a confession by Mueller and his team that they knew for a very long time that there was not collusion. That is a confession by Mueller and his team that they never needed the president's in-person testimony. And so what did they do? They tried to set the president up. They knew there was no collusion. But this crowd's very good with the false statements and the perjury and so forth and so on. So... A president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, they wanted to set him up, even though they knew there was no collusion. And he and his counsel were smart enough to say no interviews. No interviews. Because they were trying to set him up. There was no collusion. By the time they were pressing for an in-person interview of the president of the United States, they knew that he hadn't done anything. They knew there was no collusion. But they pressed anyway. They effectively confessed that in their own report. Did anybody tell you that? What else? What else is true about this? I've said here, I've said on Levin TV, I've said on Fox, he would have lost this litigation. Because in order to secure a subpoena against a president to appear before a grand jury, which is really quite a really unprecedented act, you would have to show a court. And in this case, we go all the way to the Supreme Court. You would have to show these justices that there's some predicate for this. Well, why do you want to uh, bring the president in front of the grand jury? And keep something in mind. The president would have his lawyers defending him. 
And at some point, through discovery and other aspects, they would know. No collusion. A justice would ask, well, what do you want this for? To pursue collusion? Well, there's no collusion. Well, then what are you asking this for? Well, we want an off the obstructed justice. What are you talking about? You can't create a scenario, have us give you our imprimatur, to force a president to appear before a grand jury because he has multiple public statements about what he's doing and you're trying to create what is a huge stretch on the obstruction code, a huge uh, statute language, stretch in order to try and do what? I got a lot more to say. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Oh, yes, all the should-haves and could-haves out there by the pseudo-conservatives and the rhinos. They're always weak. They always run for the hills, or they're always positioning themselves. I position myself, too, against tyranny and for liberty, period. I wouldn't want most of these people in a foxhole with me, I can tell you that. Now, the question is, Mueller had to know that there was no collusion fairly early on. John Dodd, who was one of uh, the president's lawyers early on, he figures by December 2017. So so, uh, writes uh, and states uh, Byron York. That's well over a year ago. So why did he wait to tell the American people that there was no collusion? Ladies and gentlemen, we have media freaks and frauds all over the place accusing the president of horrific things. We have uh, Democrats howling like a bunch of coyotes. We have this cloud over the White House that shouldn't be over the White House. Raising suspicions about the president of the United States. The special counsel sees it. His staff sees it. And they're sitting there. Excuse me. They're sitting there knowing damn well there's no collusion. By the president, anyone around the president, or any American. The entire house of cards falls. So why didn't Robert Mueller 
go to the deputy attorney general of the United States, to whom he reported most of the time, and say, look, we need to make a public statement. The nation needs to know that their president hasn't colluded with the Russians. Why didn't he do that? Why didn't he do that? And what did I say yesterday? I understand it's been picked up by some backbenchers. Good. To say there was no collusion takes one sentence. It doesn't take 400 pages. And that should have been the end of it. But it wasn't the end of it. Now, this word obstruction in the same context of the name Donald Trump really is preposterous. Why? Well, I've been around a little while. I've seen some of these scandals. Some are real. Some are phony. I remember Watergate. I remember Iran-Contra. That was a phony scandal. I remember the Clinton scandal. This is the only president I know of in modern times who didn't once assert any privilege to prevent anybody from testifying or to prevent a single page of a single document from being provided to investigators. Not once did he assert executive privilege, attorney-client privilege, or any other privilege. Bill Clinton was making up privileges, remember? We've got litigation up to the Supreme Court on various battles over privilege. There was no litigation in this case. You have a president of the United States that I did not collude. You can talk to anyone you want to. Look at anything you want to look at. That's how they have volume two. To listen to Rove and these other people criticize the president now. The reason they know what the president said to his lawyer and back and forth. The reason they know what the president said to Chris Christie. The reason they know all of this is because the president made it available to them. He made it all available to them. They didn't discover anything. And the media use it against him and his enemies. Never Trumpers, Democrats, rhinos, use it against him. Well, he shouldn't have said this. He shouldn't have looked over there. He shouldn't have, uh, he shouldn't have been wearing a jacket. He said this. Uh, you know, that's him. That's Trump. He's emotional. He said, are you kidding me? The point is this. Wouldn't it be an incredible, historic miscarriage of justice if the one president who never asserted privilege would be accused of obstruction? The one president who never asserted any privilege would be accused of obstruction? I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound 
to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community helps students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. The liberals and the Republicans don't like him, but America does. You can call Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. Now, everything I've told you has come to pass, not because I'm Notre Dame or Gene Dixon, because I'm Mark Levin, and I have some experience with independent counsel, among other things. I told you this over two years ago, that Trump and his campaign were being spied on. They were being spied on. I told you that Mueller would be producing an impeachment report. He's produced an impeachment report. I told you the President of the United States must not sit down for an interview, an in-person interview, that is testimony, on the issue of obstruction. I told you on March 24th that this report, without knowing anything more, would uh, focus on obstruction, not collusion. And we will continue with this battle. Because this is good versus evil. And I don't know how some of these pseudo-conservatives can sit there and dispassionately, with ice water in their veins, kind of trash the president while defending the president so they can always say, see, I knew this, see, I knew that, and position themselves. My positions are obvious to all of you. Liberty versus tyranny. president hasn't done anything this whole thing was manufactured and now we're supposed to roll over and talk about obstruction obstruction really now there's another reason mr muller didn't take his subpoena didn't issue it and uh, didn't take it through the courts is another reason he knew that this report would become public, even though the Attorney General is not required to make it public. How did he know that? He knew it because Bob Barr, during his confirmation hearings, said that he would make as much of the report public as possible, you know, minus various redactions for this, that, and the other. So the special counsel, Andrew Weissman, the whole mob over there, they knew that their report would be made public. And so they wrote it for the public. They wrote it for the Democrats in the House of Representatives because by then the Democrats won. We all knew in November the Democrats would take the House. They knew that Barr was going to make most of the report public. So what did they do? They smeared the President of the United States. They don't need a subpoena. They don't need his testimony. It's a free shot. It's a free shot because it's out of a courtroom. 
No cross-examining witnesses, no challenging evidence, no rules of evidence, nothing. No jury, no judge, no innocent until proven guilty, no legal standards for bringing a charge, no legal standards for finding somebody guilty, nothing. It's a free shot. Smear the president, use his his transparency, unprecedented transparency against him, and let him be tried by the Democrats in the House of Representatives, their toadies in the press, and these pseudo-conservative and never-Trumper clowns. Just let them go at it, because now it's political. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, volume two of the two-volume report is political. It was always going to be political. So you have a prosecutor's office that couldn't and wouldn't bring a case against the President of the United States for a wide variety of reasons. So they said, okay, we can play politics too. Now we'll leave it up to the House of Representatives. This report should have been a couple pages long, and that's the end of it. No prosecutor issues a report ever. If this regulation didn't exist and a report like this was issued, every one of these prosecutors would be disbarred. But, of course, the regulation does exist, and now they're all being celebrated by the same people who push the collusion narrative. The media, the Democrat Party, the never-Trumpers, pseudo-conservatives, you name them. The same fools... The same low IQ clowns that have been in the media all along telling you that he committed collusion, he should be indicted, he should be impeached, and on and on and on. These fools who were wrong from day one, they're still out there. Jeffrey Tubin, Dan Abrams, they're all still out. They're, they're praising themselves. They're celebrating today that <clears throat> the report, they say, contradicts Barr and on and on and on. They don't even realize, or maybe they do. What a bunch of buffoonish jackasses they are and have been. They don't care about the country. Care about the country at all. They're not finished. I told you early on this was a soft coup. It is a phrase now that has been used by a lot of talk show hosts, among others. It's not a phrase I invented. It's a phrase I reintroduced, but it has been. Silent coup. And it continues. So now the Democrats, you see, they're using this volume two, the political report, for opposition research, for impeachment considerations, and they're, they're off trying to get the president's taxes, subpoenaing his bank accounts, subpoenaing or demanding information from his accountant. Has any president ever been treated this way? The president has many strong defenses, by the way, both as a citizen and as president. As a citizen and president. But you won't hear any of those defenses on MSLSD or the Constipated News Network. They're not interested in that. You won't hear any apologies or admissions, confessions, about how wrong they were about collusion, because they're angry. They were accepting leaks from senior officials at the FBI... I mean, I want you to think about this. You had senior officials at the FBI, including Comey, who insisted that there was collusion. 
But there wasn't collusion. You have James Clapper and John Brennan, the former, the National Intelligence Director of the United States, the latter, the CIA Director, who you'd think would know something about Russia on CNN and MSNBC, on Meet the Press and elsewhere, going on and on about the President of the United States. Brennan even accused him of committing treason. Claiming he had this association with the Russians, or sure seemed to, and you have the New York Times top editor, you have Zucker in charge of CNN saying, hey, look, we had to investigate these things. Who wouldn't? I mean, after all. No circumspection whatsoever. They are just plowing ahead on obstruction. There was no obstruction. Period. The most transparent administration in modern American history. And they say obstruction the way they say collusion. So obstruction is the new collusion. They have no more basis for obstruction than they had for collusion. We don't need advice from Karl Rove or his ilk how to deal with this situation. <clears throat> they never supported Trump in the first place. They never supported Trump, period. You would think Karl Rove would understand this, being targeted by an independent counsel or special prosecutor himself. But their hate for Trump, their contempt for Trump is so deep that they don't. So you've got to dismiss these people as the clowns that they truly are, in my humble opinion. A couple things I want you to know, programming notes, as we say. And we'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I hope you will watch it. I will be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning, I believe at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. I hope you will watch it. I've done something unprecedented. There will be two Life, Liberty, and Levin programs this weekend, as I understand it. I just did them both. An excellent interview with Byron York, the Washington Examiner, who is a brilliant, really investigative reporter who writes a column, as you know. And that's supposed to air on uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't expect you to memorize these things. I'm just telling you. And then Sunday in the usual time slot, 10 p.m. Eastern, Life, Liberty, and Levin, the second one this weekend, it'll just be me sitting behind my desk discussing this. Now, I'm not going on TV because I have to go on TV. I'm going on TV because I'm asked to go on TV. But this time I've accepted. I've decided to do two shows this weekend because this is about, fundamentally, liberty and tyranny. That's what it's about. This coup effort, this miscarriage of justice, turning the Constitution inside out, it's still going on. It's still going on. And we're going to need to do something about this. And so I put on my brass knuckles, and I will be all over TV. But doing my first job, which is right here behind the microphone. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Have you ever wished you knew more about how politics and our Constitution work? Could you explain the key differences between capitalism and socialism? Wish you knew more about American history? Well, I have good news for you. It's not too late to learn no matter how busy you are or how long it's been since you've been in college or high school. And you can do it for free. Because my friends at Hillsdale College, as a service to our country, have free online courses that provide a taste of the core curriculum that every Hillsdale College student takes. The core that teaches us how to think critically and act virtuously. And it can help you, too. Getting started is very simple. Just sign up for one or more of Hillsdale's most popular online courses for free. And you can learn whenever you like. Visit online.hillsdale.edu right now. That's online.hillsdale.edu. Join right now and you'll be on your way to a rich, meaningful education. Again, that's online.hillsdale.edu. You like what you're watching on TV with the so-called news media? If you're ever going to pre-order Unfreedom of the Press, as opposed to waiting until it comes out, now's the time to do it. And we need to address this. We, the people, the Reaganites, the Trumpites, the Tea Party activists, the Article 5 Convention of State activists. We need to address this. All the grassroots need to come together. Unfreedom of the press is written for you. It's not written for CNN or MSNBC. They don't care. It's written for you, patriotic, hardworking Americans. And if you're planning on pre-ordering it, today is the best day to go ahead and do it. Just go to Amazon.com. Amazon.com and look for Unfreedom of the Press or put my name in there and order it. It's that simple. So when the book comes out, you'll have it. It's now 30% off. It's less than 20 bucks. If you've been watching TV today, I'm sure you've been grinding your teeth. Maybe you have a little bit of anxiety. And we're all a lot dumber for it, aren't we? All a lot dumber for it. They're celebrating over at CNN. And MSNBC. They're chortling. They make big money for being stupid. They're not the free press. They sit on the shoulders of a free press. They are the unfree press. And you'll understand exactly what I mean, not at some surface level, but fundamentally, we've spent a lot of time the last few weeks going through some of it, just giving you a little taste. So again, if you're going to pre-order it, I would strongly encourage you to do it now. Look, look at what we're dealing with. Look at what we're dealing with. The question is, what do the Democrats do now? Well, I think it's quite obvious. They forget all about collusion. They go after the president's taxes, which Democrats do all the time. They go after the president's finances. They go after his businesses. They go after his accountants. They've gone after his lawyers. You ever seen anything like this? They go after his kids. But they're in for a fight because the president has the Constitution on his side, as I said two years ago. And he does. And he does. And he should fight them every step of the way on his taxes. Can you imagine the precedent where a committee of Congress or committees of Congress 
can put down a phony pretext that they want to, they just want to see if the Internal Revenue Service is doing its job, you know. Really? Then I have a suggestion. You want to hear it, Mr. Producer? Subpoena Nancy Pelosi's taxes and see if the Internal Revenue Service is doing its job. I would strongly encourage Republicans on these committees to make these suggestions. Nancy Pelosi controls what comes to the floor of the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives is where spending bills, borrowing bills, all kinds of authorization bills, where they come. The floor of the House of Representatives and Nancy Pelosi rules it with an iron fist. Well, we want to know about the IRS in terms of her conduct. We want to make sure the IRS is doing its job when it comes to her taxes. We want to have access to her bank accounts. Her husband is an investment banker. All kinds of stuff he could be doing, we just don't know. Well, we ought to know, don't you think? So we want her bank accounts examined. And what about her accountants? They're going after the president's accountants. Yeah, I think we should. Elijah Cummings, he wants to know about all notes and messages and anything of any kind that the President of the United States or any of his business partners or family members have discussed with their accounting firm. I think we want to know the same thing about Nancy Pelosi, her family, her accountants, and all the rest of it. You know, just to make sure the IRS is functioning properly. I sit here stunned knowing that there are some people on TV and radio who still don't get this, so-called conservatives, who still don't get what this battle is all about. We don't need to hear about Donald Trump's language or his character or anything of the sort. When we talk about Lyndon Johnson, do we always talk about his character and his language? When we talk about John Kennedy, do we talk about his character and his language? I can go down the line. Are these important things? Yes. But this is a battle now between liberty and tyranny. It's not a debate in some frat house. This report is a disgrace. We didn't need a report to tell us there was no collusion. And we don't need a report to tell us that those who wrote the report have decided that they cannot exonerate the President of the United States. What did I say three weeks ago on Hannity on Fox? It's not the job of a prosecutor to exonerate anybody. He's a prosecutor. They either charge or they don't charge. Exoneration is not in his job description. I've only just begun. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Impeachment. They've been throwing around the word impeachment since the day after Donald Trump was elected president they've been throwing it around from day one didn't matter what he did or didn't do now let's talk about impeachment shall we treason bribery high crimes and misdemeanors that's a very high standard just so you know it's a very high standard 
Very few presidents have ever been impeached. Bill Clinton was impeached because he committed crimes. And while he was never sentenced and so forth, the fact is he effectively took steps to actually obstruct justice. Not theoretically. Not a legal theory. And he lost his law license in Arkansas temporarily for eight years and he resigned from the U.S. Supreme Court bar before he lost his license there. He effectively confessed to a federal judge, Susan Weber Wright, at that time the chief district judge in Little Rock, Arkansas, that he had effectively perjured himself in front of the judge during the course of a deposition. She held him in civil contempt. He didn't challenge it because he didn't want an evidentiary hearing, which would have demonstrated what he did. So that's that case. Richard Nixon, I actually feel sorry in many respects for Nixon. Because Kennedy and Johnson got away with a hell of a lot more than Nixon ever did. But the media hated Nixon from day one. The Democrats were in control. Uh, The Republicans ran for the hills. Nixon didn't do uh, very well by Nixon. And he paid the price. And he resigned before he was impeached, even though they had voted on articles of impeachment in the House Judiciary Committee under Rodino of Newark. But Nixon took steps to cover up criminal activity. Which he was not aware of at the time. He tried to pin that on him, but he had no knowledge of it. Donald Trump hasn't done any of this stuff. There's no high crime or misdemeanor, let alone treason. There's no high crime or misdemeanor. Then you'll hear people who are not constitutionalists who have a law license, busy chasing ambulances or criminals or what have you, and that's okay, not against that. No idea, have done no serious scholarship on the issue of impeachment, and they'll just say, well, that's a political process. No, it's more than a political process. There are standards in the Constitution that have substantive meaning. You don't just impeach a president because you have the votes to impeach a president. If you disagree with them, you want to dislodge them and so forth. That would make the House of Representatives far too powerful. And the framers talked about that. They actually talked about it. They didn't want presidents blackmailed by another branch of government. How many presidents who've been impeached have been removed by the United States Senate? Does anybody know? None. Zero. That's not to say a president shouldn't necessarily be impeached, depending on the facts, of course. But so far, none. So we're to believe that this president will be impeached and removed for doing what? For winning an election? For winning an election? They already tried the collusion thing. It didn't work. Now they're moving on to obstruction. They're digging into his bank accounts, digging into his taxes. He'll fight that every step of the way. He damn well better, I believe he will, in order to protect the office of the presidency, separation of powers, and all private citizens. He must fight on behalf of us and the Constitution. 
But what are they going to impeach him on exactly? They're going to take the Mueller impeachment report? Now let's think about the political consequences of this. The president can say, his lawyers and his surrogates can say, there was no collusion with Russia. And for the American people out there, for you, that's enough. That's good enough. You didn't think there was collusion in the first place, but even those who were somewhat skeptical, now they've been told there's no collusion. So what are the Democrats going to do? Go back and say, but there was obstruction. Obstructing of what? Wow, what are they going to do? Split hairs now? Well, there doesn't actually have to be an underlying criminal activity. Uh, Maybe uh, we believe he did have a corrupt intent. Is that what they're going to argue? While the American people, their eyes glaze over? They are so out of touch, the media in this country. They are so out of touch. The American people have had enough of this. Enough of it. There was no collusion. After two years of news reports, news quote-unquote reports about collusion, there's no collusion. No collusion. So we still have the collusion hunters out there, the Chuck Todds and so forth. But now obstruction. There's got to be obstruction. Yesterday they were trying to make a scandal, Chuck Todd and the the other miscreants and malcontents who call themselves journalists, which is pretty funny, that the Department of Justice dared to share parts of the report with White House lawyers. Not to get their input on what to redact or their input on anything, just so they could see it. And Chuck Todd declared that not only will he not allow climate deniers on his program, but that's pure evidence of collusion. What's collusion? Chuck Todd is too stupid to understand what's taking place, and so everything is collusion. No, Chuck. You see, when a prosecutor writes a report, which is very rare because they're not supposed to write reports, but here we have a regulation to write a report. The person who is the main subject of the report has a right to see what's in it. Before the Democrats in Congress do, before the Republicans in Congress do, before the media do. That's the least, the least standard. The president has a right to assert executive privilege. He has not. But how could he even know if he doesn't see the report? He is the executive branch, not the attorney general. But he didn't. Didn't change one syllable in the report. Didn't even try to change one syllable in the report. He said release the whole damn thing. Waived all his privileges. So they want to see the report to know what is being said about the President of the United States. And we're being told by Chuck Todd and the rest of the media, oh my Lord, that's collusion. Following along with Gerald Nadler, who said pretty much the same thing. They pretty much are mimes for each other. So not only does the president have no effective legal way to defend himself, since Mr. Mueller took this criminal investigation, respecting obstruction out of the criminal realm and put it in the political realm in a political impeachment report for the Democrats in the House of Representatives, but apparently the president of the United States isn't even given the right, according to them, to know what's in it. 
even under the independent counsel statute. And I was involved in representing Attorney General Meese in the Iran-Contra phony matter. Even in that statute, under that law, the Ethics and Government Act, which has since lapsed, prominent people who are, who are or, or individuals who are prominently mentioned by the independent counsel had an absolute statutory right to write a reply to the report, which would be included as an appendix to the report. And there's one that I wrote on behalf of Attorney General Meese that's in the Iran-Contra report. But according to the media today, this president shouldn't even know what's in the report until Jerry Nadler and the media know what's in the report. And if he does, then it's collusion and there's something wrong with it. That was the position of Chuck Todd yesterday. The headline today, all day, should have been two words. No collusion. No collusion. No collusion. That was, that was the issue. The phony issue. That's why the FBI broke the law. That's why the FISA court broke the law. That's why certain intelligence individuals broke the law. That's why Brennan and Clapper were all over TV. That's what Schiff said he had. We have hard evidence of, coll- of, uh, of collusion. That's what Mark Warner was talking about. All of them. Collusion, 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 collusion. No collusion. Okay. Obstruction, obstruction, obstruction. You know, you, you get it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I don't know where to start, really. You'd think with hard evidence that there was no collusion. You would think the phony media out there would finally back off. But of course they won't. Why? Well, as I explain, in Unfreedom of the Press, this is what they live for. They're the impetus for this. This is their agenda. This is their agenda. Well, guess what? We're ready for a fight. Now, if you've listened to my shows on Levin TV for any length of time, you know I'm unapologetically ready for this fight. And we're going to spend a considerable amount of time on Unfreedom of the Press so that we can duke this out. And we're pro-Constitution, we are pro-conservative values, and we are pro-American. I've always told you what I'm about. Then I break down these stories I think you need to hear. And the media are furious that we'd put all these people away from watching them and Encourage them to watch our Blaze TV network, which includes Levin TV, and we have many other hosts. So where does it end? It ends when you say enough is enough, and come check out what we're doing at Blaze TV network. You can get, listen to this, you can get a full 30 days to watch every show, including Levin TV, on the network absolutely free. And if you decide after that to stick with us, use promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll get a full year for less than 8 bucks a month. Start your free trial now at blazetv.com or call us at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. Another program note, I will not be on the air tomorrow because tomorrow evening is the beginning of Pesach or Passover. Uh, I will be back on Monday. 
Don't miss me. I'll be back, I promise. And just to repeat, I'll be on Hannity tonight on Fox, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be on Fox and Friends in the morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. There will be two brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin programs Saturday at 7 p.m. And then Sunday in my regular slot, 10 p.m., all Eastern Time. So you can calculate that depending on where you are. It's a lot, I know. And why am I doing it? Liberty and tyranny. We're engaged in this battle. And I want you to join me, and I know most of you have and will. So we have the report. The report is 400 pages in length. You would have thought, as I said yesterday, you would have thought that this report was Moses bringing the two tablets down from Mount Sinai. Oh, it's the Mueller report. And don't dare question Mueller. Don't question the report. You've got people reading verbatim out of the report, embracing everything that is said in the report, exactly what the writers of the report wanted and expected. Volume 2 is not really legal. It's not really a legal explanation. Volume 2 is politics through and through. It's about impeachment through and through. By the way, I want to salute my buddy Joel Pollack at Breitbart. Um, He really is a very fine journalist. And uh, he's not a plagiarist either. He happens to give credit where credit is due. He's a good guy. I want to thank my buddy Brian over at Right Scoop. All the folks at Conservative Review... Jen Taylor, Rob Eno, David uh, Horowitz, and so many others over there. Daniel, and so many others over there. Thank you all. And there are many others who have been steadfast in this fight, and this fight goes on. It must continue. And it will continue for those of us who actually believe in liberty. Here is President Trump at the White House today. Cut one, go. And they're having a good day. I'm having a good day, too. It was called No Collusion, No Obstruction. There never was, by the way, and there never will be. And we do have to get to the bottom of these things, I will say. And, uh... Uh, This should never happen. I say this in front of my friends, wounded warriors, and I just call them warriors because we just shook hands and they look great. They look so good and so beautiful. But I say it in front of my friends, this should never happen to another president again. This hoax, this should never happen to another president again. And he's right. You got fools like Jeffrey Tubin who should have been fired by now for his incompetence on CNN today. Cut 12, go. Well, I, it, it just, if this isn't obstruction of justice, I'd like to see what is obstruction of justice. Because, I mean, the, the scale and the number of episodes in the way that the president tried to stop this investigation um, without stopping it, and that needs to be pointed out, is just Well, extra- more than that needs to be pointed out. And so I'll do it for you because you're an incompetent left-wing hack boob. And worse, 
every actual action the president took was the opposite of obstruction. It was the provision of information. And if Mueller actually thought there was obstruction of justice, then how can he conclude that there was no conclusion, uh, no, no collusion? If he actually thought there was obstruction of justice, why does he use the report to smear the president of the United States instead of actually going out and proving it? Because you can't show obstruction of justice. You can't show it legally or politically. Because as I said at the top of the program, the first president I'm aware of who did not assert executive privilege to prevent his White House counsel from testifying, his executive assistant, his secretary, or anybody else in his orbit. It's the first president I'm aware of who didn't assert executive privilege to protect the notes that were taken by his counsel's executive assistant and on down the line. He didn't seek to protect a single syllable of a single sentence in a single document or any staff member. Now that's a pretty odd obstruction. I'll be right back. constitutional lawyer you can see today for free no appointment necessary just call him at 877-381-3811 i want you to take a quick look at some outstanding free classes you can register to take at levinforhillsdale.com only a little time left to register to take these free online courses from hillsdale college now if you've ever wished to know more about how politics and our constitution work about history and economics, the difference between capitalism and socialism. You can learn all these things for free, taught by the best of the best professors. Hillsdale College, as a service to our country, offers you free online courses that provide a taste of the core curriculum that every Hillsdale College student takes, the core that teaches how to think critically and act virtuously. Just sign up for one or more of Hillsdale's popular courses for free and then start learning whenever you like. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You'll be on your way to a rich and meaningful education. As I say, I don't know how much longer this registration page will be up, so it's time to jump in. Register today for free at levinforhillsdale.com. As we uh, go through the conga line of stupid, dressed up as smart, Chris Cuomo on CNN Today. Part of the propagandists about collusion. Now they've moved on. Cut 13, go. Mueller found no evidence that the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with election interference by Russians. What does that mean? There was no Russian agent within the Trump campaign, and they could not make a criminal case. It's not what against- he said, moron. Didn't this guy go to Yale Law School or something? That's not what the report says. Did you read the report? No collusion. It wasn't that they couldn't make a criminal case, which they couldn't. There was no collusion as a matter of fact. You dunce. Go ahead. However, however, the idea that nobody did anything wrong, that this was a witch hunt or a hoax, is now demonstrably false. That's a lie, too. That's a lie, too. And, And by the way, again, this guy's a lawyer. 
First of all, nobody did anything demonstrably wrong. But why would a prosecutor, even if you can write a report and you're a prosecutor under the regulations, why would you put anything in your report that doesn't relate directly to charges, to plea agreements, to sentencing, and so forth? In other words, what I'm trying to say is the Mueller report, as I said the other day, didn't need to be 400 pages long. It could be very tight, very concise. He didn't need to put all this language in there, all these scenarios, all these assumptions, all these insinuations, and all the back and forth. He didn't need to do that. But he wanted to do that because it's a political impeachment report. Volume 2 certainly is. Go ahead. Argue about it. There's no reason to speculate. This document, these two volumes, the first one. Notice he hasn't said a damn substantive thing. He's propagandizing through repetition, through voice modulation. He's propagandizing. And that's all this guy does is propagandize because he's stupid, just like his brother. Go ahead. Hundreds of pages of piece of proof after piece of proof that people with the Trump campaign took meetings they shouldn't have, looked for information what from sources. What do you mean they that- took meetings they shouldn't have or looked for information from sources they shouldn't have? They're not responsible for the dossier. They didn't fund opposition research that involved the Russians. Go ahead. Wanted it from that they showed they were. Ah, shut up, you idiot! They ought to be giving you the hook. But give you the hook and go where CNN's like the bottom of the barrel. There's not a single slash news slash cable channel with lower ratings than this jerk, and he gets a big write-up that he's on both sides. You know, hate him, and he's so brilliant, and he's really making a difference. No, you're not, you schmo. Don't believe your own press. Now, Dana Bash, CNN, the Constipated News Network. Here we have Jake Tapper, Democrat, going back and forth with Dana Bash, Democrat. Cut 14, go. This document now goes from being a legal document Mm -hmm. to becoming a political document. Now, that's interesting right there, because the dummy doesn't even realize how truthful that is. And so what does that say about Mueller writing a political document? Oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. It's a legal document, but it can be used politically. No, but it's what I meant. And when you read particularly volume two, it's politics, as I said, through and through. Impeachment through and through. His audience was the Democrats in the House of Representatives and the media. That's why this report is 400 pages long. That's why volume two is barely redacted. Go ahead now being controlled by Democrats is incredibly relevant to this. And Democrats are going to look at these 10 episodes of potential obstruction, I'm guessing, (laughs) just throwing it out there, quite differently than the way Attorney General Barr does. As a roadmap to potential impeachment proceedings. There you go. They're excited. No, we're analyzing. No, you're not. You're cheerleading. There is no basis for impeachment. They don't even understand impeachment. It doesn't matter. They're just there to talk to be activists, to promote, and promote the Democrat perspective. Go ahead. Potential. They are going to be mm. careful and clear. We're already hearing from Democrats in the House. Listen, listen. The Democrat, like a spokes idiot for the Democrat. They're going to be careful. They're going to be clear. It's like a roadmap for impeachment proceedings. Dana Lash, ladies and gentlemen. 
Go ahead. They want to hear from Robert Mueller himself, but no. All right, let's stop there. Robert Mueller testifying. Now, many of you might think, oh, geez, we don't want that. Let me tell you something. We do want that. He'll repeat some of the provocative things that are in the report. And the Democrats will have him repeat over and over and over. You didn't exonerate, right? You didn't exonerate, right? That's possible obstruction, right? But for the first time, Mueller can be questioned by Republicans. For the first time, he can be questioned. And for the first time, he can be directed to answer questions. I've got a thousand of them. It's good that Mueller will testify. Forget about the media. We know how they'll cover it. But it's important that the Jim Jordans and the Mark Meadows and the Radcliffs and a, and, and a host of other Republicans, Collins and so forth, they know who they are. It's important that they get a whack, if you will, at this guy who so far has been unscathed because the media love him. They've wrapped bubble around him. He's the bubble man. He's better than better. He's greater than great. He's so noble. And even though he didn't give them the collusion they wanted, he gave them the obstruction they wanted. And so clever how he did it. Well, six of one, half a dozen of the other. We'll take the six of one. Well, we're not exonerating. You don't have the authority to exonerate, you idiot. But he put that language in there intentionally. So you're not exonerating. That's correct. We could not exonerate based on the information. You're not allowed to exonerate. Well, what do you, uh, that's not what I mean by that, you know. And then we'll split hairs over what he means by, I, I know what he's up to. But it gives the Republicans an opportunity to really drill down on this guy. Let's go back to Dana Bash, reporter. Go ahead. Business for foreign entities in a way they should Wait not. Wait a minute. Doesn't sound like Dana Bash. That sounds like Chris Cuomo. Go ahead. About his personality and the way he approaches this, he's not going to go up to Congress and say, yeah, I think it should be impeached. He's going to say, look at what I did and what I what Wow. Did. So Dana Bash is now testifying for Robert Mueller. She's got it all figured out. She knows what the Democrats are going to do, how they're going to do it, why they're going to do it. She's telling us she knows how Mueller's going to testify. This is terrific. Dana Bash, go ahead. As Pamela just laid out, is a roadmap, a 10-episode roadmap. 10-episode roadmap. Wow. Go ahead. Really serious consideration for impeachment. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We have the stamp of CNN's approval, but we knew that already. A roadmap, 10-episode roadmap for impeachment. Now, she doesn't understand the actual standards for impeachment, The 10-episode roadmap, we've all been aware of these 10 issues. They're pathetic. Pathetic. She provides no context for the low IQ 17 viewers of, of Jake Tapper's program about all the things the President of the United States did and has done in order to get information out there. None of it. But there's John King, also of CNN, part of the Circle libs. Can I call them circle libs, Mr. Producer? Part of the circle media libs over there at CNN, the Constipated News Network. And don't they look at John King on CNN today? Go! 
He says, we never were going to entertain the question of indictment because you don't indict a sitting president, right? That's what the Justice Department right. says. And then he says... Now, wait a minute. Could've... It took me to explain that a long time ago. Because on your network, why do they all... Hey, yeah, 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 your network. They kept talking about indicting a sitting president. You remember that? You talked about inciting a sitting president. And I said, no, 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 you can't indict a sitting president. Okay, okay. Well, let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. How come nobody asks this? If you can't indict a sitting president, why was there a special counsel? Well, you know, <laughs> the analyst. Well, you know, you can indict him in secret <laughs> and then seal it and toll the statute of limitation. <laughs> and then after he leaves the office, uh, then, 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 then <laughs> uh, actually, if you read the memo, particularly the second of the two memos, the, the most current of 40-some years ago. It says that the de- position of the Department of Justice is not to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. There was no obstruction. We would have said so. So it's telling that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, we recognize that a federal criminal accusation against a sitting president would place burdens on the president's capacity to govern and, here's the important part, potentially preempt constitutional processes for addressing presidential misconduct. Oh, very important. But Robert Mueller and his gang of left-wing Democrats say, very important. Totally unexpected, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Continue. Congress. Right. He, he, was del- he was deliberately saying, I'm not the fire department, because the Justice Department says you can't indict a sitting president, but here's the smoke. Wow. How about that? I'm not the fire department, but the Justice Department says, here's the smoke. Go ahead and take care of it, Congress. Now, this clown doesn't even understand he's underscoring my point. that This was always about impeachment, which is absolutely inappropriate for a prosecutor to be involved in. That volume two of the two-volume, 400-page document was political. It was clearly about impeachment. And that, in fact, Mueller is telling Congress, look, my hands are tied. Why don't you go ahead and impeach this guy? The constipated news network... I have to say, I'm no fan of MSLSD, of course. But I have to say, the constipated news network, person for person, really is the lowest on the IQ chain. I really believe that. More Neanderthal than even MSLSD. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. question for you. What does Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders have in common with Republican Senators Rick Scott and Josh Hawley? Nothing, right? No, wrong. All three have all introduced socialist price control legislation for drugs, and not just for Medicare. I've been warning about this, and now we have Republican Scott and Hawley joining Bernie Sanders and calling for European-style socialist medicine. Here's what they don't tell you when selling socialism. Europe lags significantly behind the United States in pharmaceutical investment and access to new drugs. Why? Because of price control. At the same time, the U.S. remains the world leader because we have rejected them. Investments in research and innovation allow millions of Americans to live healthier, longer, more productive lives. European citizens who live in countries with price controls are paying for it with their own health because they only have access to a fraction of the life-saving treatments we have here in America. The ignorance of Bernie Sanders doesn't surprise me, but what's with Senator Scott and Hawley? 
Price controls never work. That's why I'm speaking out. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. Let's see. Who are you? Uh, which, which is the caller I should go to there, Mr. Uh, producer? Say that again, please. Lucas in Florida, Sirius XM, go. Hello. You know, I'm listening to your program here. And well, congratulations. You're, you're going after CNN and the MSNBC like you do every night, but the fact of the matter is, is that this report is pretty damning on the behavior of the President of the United States. And the fact that nobody's talking about the fact that Russia clearly tried to attack the country and the president has done... I, I don't need lectures from liberals about Russia trying to attack the country. As I recall in the last election cycle, the presidential last election cycle, the president was Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. He controlled the CIA. He controlled the FBI. He controlled the National Security Agency. And they were interfering with the election themselves. So I don't need lectures from you. As a matter of fact, he didn't even inform the nation until the week before the general election. He did nothing effective. Susan Rice, his national security advisor, told their IT person who was saying we the Russians are trying to break into our White House database. She told him to stand down and not put anything in writing. That's number one. Number two, you didn't read this report. I've read most of it. It's full of crap. A whole lot of crap. Prosecutors don't write crap reports like this. Even if a regulation says provide a report to the president of the United States. What this prosecutor did is he took advantage of this president who gave him access like no other president in modern history. Access to his own lawyer, access to his chief of staff, access to his press secretary, access to everybody with no conditions. Access to all the documents with no conditions. Now you might think the president of the United States should just sit there and take it, but apparently what happened was he was very upset about what was taking place. He was very passionate about doing something about it. He wasn't saved by his staff. He's the president. If he wanted to carry through with any actions to obstruct this investigation, he would have. And Mr. Mueller would have known about it with the hundreds of witnesses he interviewed and the 1.5 million documents that was provided to him. Now, what's your problem? I. Can I talk now? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, because you're like yelling and screaming, but the reality is... Because I'm tired of ignorant people. And you're ignorant. Thank you. He's really lucky that... And the word is, may I talk now, not can I talk now. Go ahead. He's really lucky that he had people on his staff that didn't go with his worst impulses and protected him. Why? What would have happened? What do you mean, what would have happened? He's asking people to lie on a regular basis. What would have happened? Well, if he's asking people to lie on a regular basis, that's obstruction. Yeah. He wasn't charged with obstruction. He wasn't not charged with obstruction. Hey, hey, pal, pal. You're not charged with prostitution, right? What does that mean, you're not charged? See, sir, you'd be great in a police state. You really would. I can see you in a police state. I can see you with like-minded individuals in the rice fields and the rice paddies with your baskets, one lined up behind the other, always concerned about the guy in front of you maybe having a little bit more rice than you do. Get off the phone, you idiot. 
Look at all the power that they confer on this prosecutor. He said this and he didn't say that. You either go into a courtroom and speak or you don't. And when you write trash like this, you ought to be called out on it. Yes, and we should put ourselves in the president's shoes. Wow, you know, he was telling people this and telling people that, and he shouldn't really say that. Oh, really? I wonder how so many of us would fare. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, if we had a real media in this country... The Democrats wouldn't keep doing what they're doing. But the media want the Democrats to keep doing what they're doing. They're hoping that'll spike their ratings. But even more than that, they agree with them. They agree with them. They agreed with them through the election. They wanted Hillary. And they agree with them now. This is an ongoing coup. It's ongoing. The media. I want you to hear this, Nicole Wallace. Nicole Wallace is a truly stupid human being. Uh, She was a Republican operative, worked for John McCain. And now, in order to get a big paycheck, she has sold out to MSLSD. And is, every day, trying to figure out ways to smear Trump. Many people like this, as a matter of fact. And she's on MSLSD today. And let's listen to this. Cut 16, go. This was an investigation at its core about Donald Trump's daily, sometimes hourly, assault on the rule of law in this whoa, country. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was an investigation of collusion. Apparently not. Go ahead. The country's chief executive, he sat in his pajamas watching Fox and Friends. He sat no- in his pajamas? Watching Fox and Friends? Sat in his pajamas? Donald Trump's up very early in the morning, working very hard. Unlike you, Nicole, if that is your name. You fraud and fake. Go ahead. Maligning the FBI. Maligning. No, 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 no. Maligning the FBI. He's maligned the people who are now under criminal and IG investigation for conduct outrageous conduct in interfering in our election and abusing our legal processes. And how dare he malign them, right? Go ahead. Maligning. Oh, he maligned Robert Mueller. You're not allowed to do that. I mean, after all, his name is not Ken Starr. President is defending himself against lies. So thorough, complete are these lies that even the so-called special counsel had to admit there was no collusion. And they looked. 13 countries, oh, they were everywhere. They're having a grand old time. The one place they didn't look is in the Democrat Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign. They went to 13 countries. They went to a madam uh, in uh, Manhattan. They, They were everywhere. The one place they refused to go, the red line. 
was the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign. Despite the fact that information was found out that they had, in fact, colluded with the Russians, Mueller wouldn't go there. Can somebody tell me why? Go ahead. So, the, you know, Bill Barr didn't walk into that room with the scale at zero. Rule of law w- w- had a deficit. Because what are you Donald- rambling on about like an idiot? Cut 17. Go. Sean Hannity said two years ago. That Sean Hannity. Ha- Got to trash Sean. One of my closest friends. Oh, Nicole Wallace has to trash Sean Hannity. Why? Because Sean is right. Because he gets great ratings. Gotta trash him. Everybody has to think like Nicole or Dana Bash or Chris Dummy Cuomo. Go ahead. Would have had to resign if he'd had Fox News. Actually, I think Geraldo said it to Sean Hannity, and they chuckled. That might be true because all right, because Fox News is so massive on a good night. I mean, big night, three and a half, four, four and a half million viewers, which is the biggest in cable by far. But there's 320 million people about half of whom were adults. And no offense, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. vast majority don't know what's being said on Fox. And even fewer on MSNBC and even fewer on CNN. So they create these, uh, these boogeymen. Go ahead. Conduct is as um, sort of... All right, imp- shut up, idiot. Now we have John Carl of ABC News. I'm sure he has something brilliant to say. If he does, it'll be the first time, of course. What does John Carl of ABC News have to say? Cut 18, go. Ultimately, the conclusion here in the special counsel was it, it did not rise to the level of a violation of the law. But there, All right, case closed. Oh, 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 no? Apparently not. Go ahead. Significant contact here. Uh, you might even say collusion, George, because, uh, again, collusion is not the crime. The crime is a conspiracy to break a law. Well, now we have law professor... What's his name again? John Carl. Law Professor John Carl. You know what he sounds like? Professor Erwin Curry. You remember Professor Erwin Curry, Mr. Producer? That guy, the comic? That's what John Carl sounds like. You can't make heads nor tails of what he just said. It doesn't matter. Critical of Trump. Still a potential to get him. Now, let's see if there's much distinction between those reporters in newsrooms, on TV, and Jerry Nadler. Cut 19, go. Attorney General Barr appears to have shown an unsettling willingness to undermine his own department in order to protect President Trump. Well, of course, that's what he's doing. He's trying to undermine his department and the rule of law to protect Trump. No question about it, right, folks? And how is he doing that exactly? He didn't even have to release this report to Congress or the American people. I think you should substitute Barr's name with Mueller's name. Go ahead. Barr's words and actions suggest he has been disingenuous and misleading. Ah, shut up, you slob. I'm sorry, I can't take it. Somebody has to call them. Then we have Eric Swalwell. Of the firm Swalwell, Swalwell, and Goldberg. Actually, Swalwell is part of the Great Walenda High Wire Act. You may not know this. He used to walk the high wire with, a, uh, with one of those sticks. I don't know what they call it. And he used to wear one of those uh, outfits. 
And now he's a congressman. Go ahead. Which leads me, Nicole, to Attorney General Barr. You can be the Attorney General of the United States and represent all of us, or you can represent Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you, genius. Thank you. There is a Swalwell of the flying Swalwellians. <laughs> yes. Now, it wouldn't be a day in lunatic media land if we didn't have Richard Blumenthal from the nutmeg state, a.k.a. Connecticut. And Richard Blumenthal, who used to brag about his combat experience in Vietnam, of course, never saw combat experience in Vietnam, but he's relied on very heavily for his wisdom. Next thing you know, they'll drag out John Dean. Oh, oh, they have. Okay. Cut 21. Go. I want to emphasize. First of all, doesn't he sound like a pervert? I'm not saying he is. Please. I, uh. Here, come here, come over here, yes. I, come, come here. Get away, mister. No, no, no. Come here, please. Aren't I right, Rich? Let's start from the top. We want to get a full picture of Richard Blumenthal. Is he walking around in a raincoat? Just go ahead, 21. I want to emphasize the discrepancy between the sunshine spin that we saw from yes. the attorney general this morning yes and the detailed description yes. yes of wrongdoing in this report okay what's demonstrated oh my god i'm falling asleep listening to this idiot get on with it go ahead in powerful yes. and compelling detail in this report is yes, nothing right. less than a national Scandal. What? What are? You, what exactly and are you? Uh, this report. About? Yes. Yes. Is far from the end of the inquiry Oof. that this country needs and deserves. It is the beginning of another. Ah, chapter. shut up. That's that's another one. How about Adam Shifty Shiftless? We definitely want to know what he had to say today. Notice all these people are given time on so-called mainstream media. We already know what they're going to say. They're absolute hacks. It's the same one. It's a conga line. They got them, they got them on their uh, phone dial. All right, let's get Schiff. All right, let's get uh, Blumenthal. Yeah, I know he's a whack job. Let's, let's get him, but he says what we want him to say. Right? Yeah, yeah. Next one. Cut 22. Go. Whether these acts are criminal or not. Well, they're whether- not criminal. Dummy. They're not criminal. They were criminal. You would charge somebody. Go ahead. Destruction of justice was criminal or not, or whether these contacts... Whether it's criminal or not, we're going to get Trump. I'm telling you, criminal or not, obstruction, criminal or not, we're going to get him. We cannot let this election stand. We're going to get him. Go ahead. Sufficiently illicit or not to rise the level of a criminal conspiracy. They are unquestionably dishonest. Isn't this the same jackass who said he had absolute evidence of collusion, Mr. Producer? Would you call Mr. Schiff's office and say we'd like to receive the evidence of collusion, please? Just tell him Mark Levin asked. He'll know. Mark Levin, in the spirit of Pesach, would like to see your evidence now, please, sir. And I'm sure it's voluminous, I'm sure it's substantive, I'm sure it's an overwhelming case of collusion. 
So we'd like to see it. Go ahead. Unethical, immoral, and And why are you all these things? You are unethical, immoral, un- unpatriotic, and low IQ. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Another dissenter, Lamar Cordell, Georgia, Sirius Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to say that uh, I disagree. I think uh, Mueller must have looked at Hillary because there's no way that he's, you know, not above reproach. And, and he would have ah. definitely looked at every uh, opportunity, you know, for somebody to commit collusion with the Russians. And since he snuck into the report that he exonerated all Americans, and said that no American citizen was uh, involved in collusion, that counts everybody. And That's so a very good shot. point, sir. Very good point, tongue-in-cheek, but I get your point. Uh, right. You have to wonder how a prosecutor could write a, a report like this and never once mention the dossier, never once mention the Hillary campaign, never once mention the DNC, never once mentioned the conduct at the senior level of the FBI and the Department of Justice and the intelligence agencies. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It is, and it goes to the whole purpose that I've suspected all along, which is the Russia investigation was born out of a uh, necessary need to cover up the uh, previous spying that happened before FISA and before all of that that was going on rampant within the Obama administration. And they, they needed a way to cover that. And you know very well how an investigation can provide cover in numerous ways with, uh, you know, classification and parallel construction and all kinds of, you know, things like that that become available. And so they had to get something. And, and the dossier is evidence of that, as ridiculous as it is. That's what they went to because that's all they had. And so now what you're going to hear is the media and the Democrats when this all comes back around and, and we do start looking at Fusion GPS and Hillary and company, they're going to say, oh, no, the Mueller report that you love so much already said no Americans. I don't, I don't think they're that smart. I don't think they'll say that. I just, well, think we'll they'll, I just think they'll dump on the whole thing like they have or try to ignore it. Lamar, thank you for your call. Joe, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT. Go. Mark, how are you? Okay. Mark, you asked the question a little while back. Why they look six ways this Sunday, but never at the Democrat Party. And you know this answer better than I do because you've been telling us this for the last two years. They desec- By desecrating our judicial system, they found the man and then tried to find the crime. Mm-hmm. If they tried to find, if they found the woman and tried to find the crime, it would have went a different way. I agree with you completely. It's a joke. All right, Joe. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, sir. Steve, New York, New York, the great WABC. Go. Yeah, hi, Mark. Uh, I think one of the reasons these prosecute these uh, special counsels last so long is because it's a cash cow for guys like Mueller. So I think Jerry Nadler should subpoena Mueller's bank records and tax return and show the American people exactly how much money he made on. I, I don't think they make a lot on a civil servant salary. I don't think that's why they do it. I do think they're motivated by power. And I think they're motivated by politics in the case of this crew. I don't think there's any question about it. And I think it's very troubling that of all the people that Mueller could choose, his number two is this Andrew Weissman. And Andrew Weissman 
was attending the Hillary Clinton victory party. I mean, if you're supposed to be a special counsel, why would you hire this guy as your number two, who probably spent a lot of time working on the report, by the way? Thank you for your call, sir. Let's continue. Debbie, Greenwood, Ar- uh, where, where are you? Arkansas. K-W-H-N. Go. Okay. When I heard how many pages the Mueller report was, I, too, wondered what possibly legally could be released in it. Um, it. It is the law that details could not be revealed of who the people who were not invited, or excuse me, indicted, which this includes the president. So um, I think if he Mueller does come to Congress, that he should be asked possibly by the Republicans why those details were uncovered and uh, when no one was indicted. I think I would um, also ask, relevant to your point, why would you write a report like this? Yeah. That, or, that is, why would you write a report with all this hearsay in it, with all, all this provocation in it? Why would you write a report with, with information that's truly not relevant to the, uh, to the core subject that you're investigating? Why didn't you keep it tight and concise? I would ask him a lot more questions. I'd ask him, when did you, in fact, know that there was no collusion? Why didn't you inform the American people of that earlier? Um, there's just so much here that he can be questioned on, and I feel it's good that he should testify before Congress. Even though the Democrats will control the forum, even though the five-minute rule is a problem, this will be the first time, maybe the only time, some really good Republicans who are more aggressive than some of the other Republicans, will have an opportunity to question him. Exactly. And it's kind of clear in the statement that he, that he made in the report about not being able to find on the obstru- obstruction of, of justice, but then saying that the Congress was fully able and authorized to, to go down that path of whether a president could, um, you know. And that line was absolutely unnecessary since these rabid dog left-wing Democrat chairmen already know what they're, they're capable of doing. They don't need advice from Mueller on that. That was another example. Exactly. Casting the doubt so we have a door open so we can say, hey, here we can uh, impeach him. Let's try to. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you. David Amarillo, Texas, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, uh, Denali. So big fan. Pre-ordered yes. your book and everything. Thank you. I already got it coming. Uh, so basically I was calling kind of what she was talking about just a second ago when she was saying that uh, he left that bit at the end about Congress and how Congress could come up to uh, their own conclusions. But what I'm thinking is, is like as he's kind of passing the torch, as it were, to these other liberals in hopes that it's going to end in some impeachment proceeding, let's say that it actually even works. And then it goes to Senate, and they manage to get a two-thirds supermajority and everything, and they're like, won't happen. it's going to be vacated. It won't happen. And uh, I think if the Democrats keep doing this, there's 63 million people who are going to get even more pissed off. I'll be right back. Clone the others, but there's only one Mark Levin, and you can call him at 877 381 3811. All right, folks, a short list for you, but a list nonetheless. 9 30 p.m. Eastern, I'll be on Hannity tonight on the Fox News Channel. 8 30 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow morning, I'll be on Fox and Friends on the Fox News Channel. I have a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin airing 7 p.m. Eastern time Saturday. 
on the Fox News channel. I've got a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin airing 10 p.m. Our regular time on Sunday on the Fox News channel. You can call me the Babe Ruth of the phony Mueller report. That's fine by me. Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? Are those bags and puffiness getting a little worse every day? Here's Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas. I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. Well, with Genesil's natural actives and a pure antioxidant base with no parabens, no chemical scents, no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Click or call right now, and the Genesil jawline treatment is yours absolutely free. Just for ordering the classic Genesel plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. That's 800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. And Genesel works for men and women. And for results in 12 hours or less, the Genesel immediate effects is also included for free. Call now and get free three-day shipping, too. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. Does anybody believe for a minute that if any one of these clown Democrats who just keeps hammering away at our president had been under the kind of scrutiny that our president has been under, that they would survive? Whatever the issue is, that they would survive? No way. Not possible. Don't forget also to circle back to Amazon.com. It's simple. Amazon.com. Unfreedom of the press. It's discounted over there at Amazon. We want to have as many of these books as possible all over the country in order to advance the case that we're going to start here. They talk about a revolution. They talk about resistance. Well, that's us. The Tea Party. The Convention of States. Reaganites. Trumpites, and so forth. That's us. And we need to become more and more active when it comes to the First Amendment and freedom of the press. Because right now we have an unfree press that is abusing, abusing the First Amendment. No, I'm not calling for government intervention. That's what they do. I'm calling for the citizenry to intervene, and we'll talk all about it. But you need to have the manuscript in front of you. Unfreedom of the press. Unfreedom of the press. Amazon.com. I hope you'll go in there and go ahead and pre-order your copy right now. All right. Let's see here. Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Jim, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hello, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. I just want to say that Mueller abdicated his responsibility on the question of obstruction. You're either pregnant or you're not. You can't be a little pregnant. You either obstructed or you did not. You can't. Well, maybe with... he's transitioning. Yeah, perhaps he is. See, let me let me suggest this. He did make a decision. He didn't do anything. He didn't charge. The prosecutor has a decision to make: act or don't act. And so he, he rather he chose to smear. That's what he did. He smeared. Threw it to well, the attorney the... general, but more than anything else, he smeared. 
He certainly did. He seeded his report with inferences and innuendos that have further polarized this nation, and it is a disgrace on his part that he didn't clear the air. I, it's, he should be held accountable for that. I agree with that. No question about it. Thank you for your call, my friend. Mary, Barrington, Illinois, the great WLS country. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call, Mark, and thanks for all you do for the, Thank for you. the country. Uh, my question is about Rod Rosenstein. I was really surprised when Bill Barr talked about, you know, what a great guy he is and, you know, he could be retired and he asked him to stay on and, you know, help out. And what do you think is going to happen now as Rod Rosenstein was one of the guys who signed off on the FISA application? I think when it comes to Barr, he needed somebody like uh, Rosenstein as uh, as a foil to some extent. So I don't blame Barr for that. But as to your other point, I find it very interesting that the man who recommended, among others, Comey's resi- uh, firing, yes. and then served as the man who appointed, the man who investigated, among other things, Comey's firing. I've never quite understood how he got away with that. I don't either, and I wonder what's going to happen now that they're going he's leaving. to be investigating this. He's leaving. So he's just going to sail off into the sunset with Lois Lerner and his pension and get Sounds to like the end it. of it? Maybe he'll go teach at some law school in uh, New York with Andrew Weissman. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking my call, Mark, and have a, have a wonderful Passover. All right. Thank you. You too. Or Happy Easter. Whatever you celebrate, that's fine by me. Celebrating God is a good thing, I think. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I played for you a number of media types, and I played for you a number of liberal Democrats. You couldn't tell the difference, could you? You couldn't tell the difference. Here's Bill Barr, who is now being assassinated, his character, by the same goon squad, that attacks and tries to assassinate anybody that doesn't go along with the mob. Cut two, go. As you will see, the special counsel's report states that his, quote, investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activity. Now that should have been it, right there, case closed. That should have been it, but it wasn't. And I would like to know And let me repeat this for the backbenchers tomorrow, because I won't be on the air. And I would like to know when Robert Mueller knew, as I said last week. Maybe it was even three weeks ago. When did Robert Mueller know there was no collusion? Clearly it's before they started writing this voluminous screed. Clearly. And yet, they didn't tell the American people. They sat on it. Go ahead. I am sure that all Americans share my concern about the efforts of the Russian government to interfere in our presidential... I don't really believe they do. I believe the Democrat Party feigns that concern. Democrat Party has a history of embracing Stalinism and Brezhnev and Russia. They have a history. It's them. They have a history. New York Times has the same history with Walter Durante, who was their man in Moscow, all during the uh, slaughter, the genocide against the... The, the created famine against the Ukrainians. 
I don't think so. I think there are elements in our country. You, you, look, you look at our college campuses, closest thing to the old Soviet Union you can imagine. Let's go to cut three, please. Go. After nearly two years of investigation, thousands of subpoenas, hundreds of warrants and witness interviews, the special counsel confirmed that the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere with the 2016 presidential election. So, let me ask you a question. They interfered in the 2016 presidential election. How many Obama officials did Robert Mueller investigate? How many Obama officials did he question? 2016, the Russians interfere in our election. Right? The Obama administration is in power. Brenner, Brennan rather, a Clapper, Comey, Lynch, you know, the list of horribles. What did they do? What did they do about the Russian interference in our election? Wasn't this an investigation into that? Yes. Did Comey interview Obama? Brennan? Clapper? Senior officials at the FBI? Biden? Well, interviewing Biden, you know, Biden's incoherent, so I guess I suppose that's, that's uh, pointless. But I'm quite serious about this. Let us go to Bob, Linden, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Great to speak with you, Mark. I want to say it is absolutely unconscionable to allow Adam Schiff to participate in any investigations Mm -hmm. until he produces the evidence he has of collusion right now. I'm with you. But, of course, the Democrats don't care because they're corrupt. You know, Mark, how does a person prove that they did not commit obstruction of justice? (laughs) That's a great point. Like the idiot caller. Remember that one? Yeah. Did he he, uh, actually involve himself in the obstruction of that guy being uh, prosecuted for prostitution in Florida or something? I mean, how can he prove that he didn't? It's impossible. It's impossible. As they say, it's impossible to prove a negative. And yet, when you have a police state mentality, and and more and more people do, I'm afraid, and many of them are called uh, senior officials in the Democrat Party, you don't really care. Thank you for your call, my friend. More during the Barr press conference, there's a supposed reporter by the name of Paula Reed for CBS. Cut seven, go. Um, Mr. Attorney General, let's start with Democrats who have questioned some of the process here. A Republican-appointed judge on Tuesday said you have, quote, created an environment that has caused a significant part of the American public... So we have a reporter quoting a rogue federal judge. Rather than questioning whether the judge should speak in such a way, they embrace the judge because this is how it works. So the reporter is not actually saying this. The reporter is using the judge's comments to lay down the marker. This is the game. It's like watching these TV shows where so-called news anchors bring in guests. Well, who are the guests? Who are the guests? One attack artist after another. Go ahead. Concerned about these redactions. You cleared the president on obstruction. The president is fundraising off of your comments about spying. And here you have remarks that are quite generous to the president, including acknowledging his feelings and his emotions. So what do you say to people on both sides of the aisle who are concerned that you are trying to protect Both sides of the aisle? 
It's not both sides of the aisle. A rogue federal judge appointed by a Republican? I know who it is. The judge isn't really a Republican. Besides, the Chief Justice told us not to pay attention to any of that. Go ahead. Well, actually, the, the statements about his, his, his uh, sincere beliefs are, for, are, are recognized in the report that there was substantial evidence for that. So I'm not sure what your basis is for saying that I am being generous to Take the president. Take that, lady. She wasn't done. Go ahead. Situation. It just seems like there's a lot of effort to say to, to go out of your way to acknowledge how this. Well, is there is there another precedent for it? No, but it's unusual. okay. So unprecedented is an accurate description. Yeah, she says you face an unprecedented situation. She says, okay, right. Is there another precedent for it? No. Okay. Well, then it's unprecedented, isn't it? Dumb. Cut eight. Go. Why did you and Mr. Rosenstein feel the need you had to take it to the next step to conclude that there was no crime, especially given that DOJ policy? So, so in other words, if somebody's innocent, why do you have to say that? This is a, another genius reporter, you see. Go ahead. The very prosecutorial function and all our powers as prosecutors, including the power to convene grand juries and the compulsory process that's involved there, is for one purpose and one purpose only. It's determined, yes or no, was alleged conduct criminal or not criminal. That is, that is our responsibility, and that's why we have the tools we have. And we don't go through this process just to collect information and throw it out to the public. We collect this information. We use that compulsory process. And yet that's exactly what um, Mueller did particularly in Volume 2, regarding obstruction. Go ahead. For the purpose of making that decision, and because uh, the special counsel did not make that decision, we felt the department had to, and that was a decision by uh, me and the deputy. Now, we don't have time, but he goes on, this uh, so-called reporter, to say, well, why, why didn't you leave it to Congress? Now, you see the stupidity, the ignorance is unbelievable. So Congress should decide if a crime was committed. Is that how that works? Really? Are you that pathetic? Answer, yes, he is. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what's annoying, ladies and gentlemen? The fact that break-ins still happen all the time. The FBI says there's over a million of them every year. Now, why is this? Why is this? Because many of you do not have security systems. And burglars are evil people, but they're not stupid. That's their profession, to steal stuff. And they look at homes, and they case them, and they see, well, does it have a security system? What kind of security system? I always recommend getting the best security system. That's Simply Safe Home Security. It's fantastic protection for your home. It keeps working if the power goes out or if the Wi-Fi goes down or even if a burglar smashes your keypad. They have some of the fastest response times in the industry, ready to send help 24-7 if there's an emergency. So maybe it's no big surprise that Simply Safe is the top choice security system for CNET, PC Mag, and more than three million Americans. Go to simplysafemark.com to learn more about Simply Safe. That's simplysafemark.com. Order today to get free shipping on your system as well as a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
That's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. Quickly, Cindy, York, Pennsylvania, the great WSBA. Go. Hi, Mark. Yes, go right ahead. I really enjoy what you do. I learn a lot. Thank you, My belief is that Mueller and Rosenstein and Comey all knew each other. I think he knew about the FISA warrants. I think he knew about the dossier. And I think he knew when he started he really wasn't going to find collusion. But he was going to dig and do what he could to sort of show things were a little shady. Mm-hmm. And destroy as many people as he could along the way. Well, he did a good job of that. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. But that's just my belief. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Phil, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Uh, just one point. It's interesting that the same cast of characters that couldn't bring themselves to indict or bring charges against Hillary Clinton or at the same time or in the, two years later uh, couldn't give the level of the same assessment for Donald Trump with respect to obstruction of justice when she did op- absolutely the opposite thing, tearing, uh, breaking up her, her servers and everything else that she did and not allowing Trump the, the benefit of the doubt with respect to whatever he did uh, over the course of the last year or so. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Jenny, Barbasan, Ohio, XM Satellite. Go. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. You got I it. just want to say thank you to the President of the United States for doing everything that he does on a daily basis with this onslaught coming at him. 24-7. He's managed to do more in two years than the last three presidents combined, in my opinion. All with a full court press, you know? All right, my friend. I have to go. I appreciate your call. Great callers today, except that one, Jerk. Hope you enjoyed the program. I won't be here tomorrow. It'll be Pesach tomorrow night, Passover. Please check me out. I'm on Fox tonight, 9.30. Fox tomorrow morning, 8.30. And my two special... Life, Liberty, and Levin, Saturday and Sunday. Go to Amazon, please. See you on Monday. God bless.